Welcome to Multi Multi, the podcast where we talk about the multitude of multi-site student ministry. I'm excited to be hosting today's episode, and today I am joined by Joe Crabb. Hey, everybody. Good to see you, Kim. Gina Abbas. Hello. And our awesome, phenomenal, credible audio technician, Trevor Callis. I didn't know if he said incredible or credible at that point, but I'll say this much. He's both. Yes, well. yes, he is. I did say credible, um, but he is incredible as well. Um, and hey, today we're going to hop in and talk, be talking more about COVID-19 and what it looks like as we reopen as a church community, meeting physically in a building again, or even just in groups at homes um, and what it may look like. And today we're going to be talking about those questions that we need to be diligent in asking not only ourselves as leaders, but also our team, our church, as we take steps towards that. So I'm going to go ahead and throw it right over to Joe, and we are going to dive right into this topic because I think this is going to help set up a lot of people for hopefully greater success as they process this with their teams. So Joe, take it away. Yeah, Kim, I think this is such a great focus of an episode as opposed to just answering questions, ask, just asking questions, providing questions for those who are listening to uh, to answer. And I think that is you know, why we do the conversations we do here, or even, you know, as we meet with other people, phone calls, all of us are doing that. We're connecting with people, especially in this season, whether Facebook groups and down the line to help us with blind spots. And a lot of times as we're processing a question or people are sharing their answers, um, that helps us, you know, figure out those blind spots. And so I mean, that's the heart of it to, today is uh, here's some questions that we've been asked or have come up or we've asked to our team or some have asked us that have really helped us process uh, what to do and how to make decisions, especially when the uh, the, the reopening conversations are, are happening. And so uh, for, for myself, there are a few questions. The, the first one that I would uh, encourage you to, to ask yourself is, have you thought about the feel of your gatherings once they return? As we all know that there'll be different phases of reopening and um, it, it seems like there will be a precedent regardless of what state you might be in, that social distancing will still occur. Some states will still have, ask people to wear masks. Some people are gonna wear masks because that's what they feel comfortable in doing and want to do, or in our case, mom and dad want them to do. And so if you stop and think of, of a potential scenario in which, hey, you know, because of your environment and needing to have social distancing between seats, you can you have an environment that would set 100, but now it only sits 30. So you can only have 30 people, leaders and students gather. Every chair has to be six feet apart. Everybody, you know, people are wearing masks uh, and you can't have any hangout. There's no nine square. There's no octoball. There's no cafe. There's no food. Uh, there's, you know, everyone enters in this way and exits out this way. So you you walk in and you sit down, you know, it's no longer door, you know, come at five, doors open at 5.30, that's when we're gonna get this thing hyped. Come in, sit down, you know, the band's doing a punk rock thing with everybody wearing masks except for the lead vocalist. Uh, and after the end of the service, everyone has to head out. And that's it, because they can't stand there and socialize. 
And so if you're going to gather, have you thought about um, what it's going to look like and feel like? I mean, there's so many complications and nuances with how you might do a game. How are you going to make it fun? Games can already be awkward at times, but what are you can do it now? Everyone has to be spaced out and you can't do anything physical or anything like that. And so have you thought about what it's going to look and feel like when you do gather? If you make the decision to gather, um, let's say in a phase one or a phase two, when depending on how much that the, the, the size of that gathering might be. Uh, and then if you're going to, then have you thought about how you're going to actually make it welcoming? How are you going to, to best communicate that and communicate expectations and, and down the line? Uh, and these kind of all build off one another. So that's question one. Have you thought about what your gathering is going to look and feel like? Second question is, have you thought about all the implications of gathering? And, and so have you thought about that second question? Have you thought about all the potential implications? Now, again, this is a fluid situation. What I'm sharing here might be just a hypothetical. and might be just something that would apply for the first phase. And come June, it's irrelevant. Yet the principle is still remains true. Are you thinking through all the implications of what might occur through your decision? And I only say this because oftentimes what ends up happening is that a decision is made and we disagree with it. So for some of you listening here, you might find yourself in the midst of frustration because what you've just been told is that there'll be no physical gatherings for student ministries or youth ministries until main service is able to come back. And you're like, well, that's not fair. You know, it's under 50 people and it would be under 50 for our student ministry size and leaders and students. They want to get back and our seniors are leaving and on down the line. And I get it. But as a leader, your preference takes the back seat. Your preference takes the back seat. And so um, we need to be thinking about the implications that it has. And really, it rolls into my third question for everybody to ask themselves. Are you being the best team player? Are you being the best team player, not just for your student ministry team, not just for your student ministry team across the campuses, but for everybody, from your senior pastor across the line? Because you know what happens when you have to meet like that? Um, and you, you know, every time you gather, your building's got to be cleaned. And so you gather like that, you know, now your, your, your custodians are having to come back through and wipe down every inch of every surface every time you decide to gather. And so it, it, it's not that I, I don't want to come across as I'm saying, hey, I'm discouraging the physical gathering. Y'all, I want to hug a student in, you know, an appropriate child protection program way. I just want to see people. I want to worship. I can't wait to be in a room. I'm an extrovert. I can't wait to be in a room where everyone is singing loud and I can sing off key and everything imaginable. I can't wait more than anything. However, I don't want my preferences to somehow be a stumbling block to what, what we're trying to do for the kingdom. And at the same time, I don't want to be arrogant enough to assume that what my, my prefer or my gut instinct or, or, or whatever is going to be what's best for, for the church, for the community, for our people. And I want to, I want to be stretched um, and, and be able to say, yep, you know what? It's going to, be, it's going to take a little bit more patience. Uh, it's going to take a little longer. But man, it's going to be all the sweeter. Once we get to that, how, how can I think creatively and innovatively to meet those needs and those gut instincts, those things that I'm processing in a way that um, honors God? Uh, because if I'm not honoring my leaders, if I'm not honoring my people and not in a way in which I'm just like, you know, just pandering to them, but in a true desire to honor them, um, then I'm not honoring God. 
So those are my three questions. Uh, have you thought about what it will feel like um, when you gather? Uh, have you thought through every implication of gathering or and really kind of rushing back a physical gathering? And are you being the best team player to every person on your team? Senior pastor to kids ministry to custodian on down. Have you been, are you being the best team player? That's great. I want to jump in here, Joe, to uh, a couple of things I was thinking about uh, just questions that go on in my brain is, um, and similar to some of the things that you said, but uh, there's kind of like, what is legal? I like what you're allowed to do. And we love looking for loopholes. So yeah, know what's legal, but also know what's good news. Um, like what is safe? Um, just the, like, who are the experts that are helping you to make informed decisions? I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. So I'm hoping that as I make decisions, they're informed by really wise people. And, and also who has decision rights? Like, um, we all have like lead pastors, maybe we report to you or a head of staff who has the decision rights. How are they making their decisions and how can we, you know, support them? And yet, like, as you mentioned, be team players. Uh, and I serve in a unique environment where I am at a multi-site where I work at a church plant that meets in a school. So chances are our church gatherings are not going to be happening for who knows when, uh, which it pro- provides a really great opportunity actually to just think differently about how and why we do things. So one question that I keep asking is how do I keep making things smaller and how do I continue doing ministry without a building? And that just I, I love talking about that because you get to be creative. You get to think about things from maybe a neighborhood perspective instead of like a program in a building. Uh, so how do you make things smaller? Um, and then also, how do you think, think about impact? How are you making, how is this making an impact, whether good or bad? Because there's gathering just to gather and there's gathering to make a kingdom impact. Um, and there's a difference there. So as you're designing what your fall or summer or future programming is going to be, how can you design it for maximum kingdom impact that is good news from the janitor to your volunteer to the whole church um, versus just, oh, we just have to do the thing because that's what we do. So those are just some of the questions that I'm thinking through with my team right now. Those are really good, Um, Gina and Joe. um, Appreciate your guys' insight up on all of this. not only practical questions, but also heart questions too. Joe, you kind of alluded it, alluded to it. And I think Gina, as you and your team are really um, processing through that, it's going to bring out a lot of just leadership qualities that either may need work um, or, you know, you see other sides of leaders during this time that you don't expect. And so what a great opportunity for us all to really just check our own hearts, our own posture, um, and really just look to leadership, um, whoever are, whoever is making those decisions and setting the tone for what's next, um, and really respecting them, but also being that great team player as we can. Um, it's an uncertain time. There's a lot of, a lot of, questions that still surround what it's going to look like but thank you so much for your guys's expert uh expertise in this um as you're just helping others process what it may look like this summer this fall um and best prepare themselves and their teams their students and their parents and their families 
So thank you. Uh, it has been a great conversation today. If you guys are processing certain questions with yourself um, and your team as um, student ministry, we would love to hear those too, uh, because I think we can best set each other up for success and process together. Uh, so if you want to reach out to us, we'd love to hear from you at Multi Multi Podcast. Um, on Instagram and we look forward to next time until then stay safe stay well and stay home wow yeah.